like making some serious money. So at the end of So welcome everyone and welcome to the global call of the EVB Mastermind Celine. Uh, today, we have, today we have a pleasure of speaking with Celine Dior of Vite Apparel and Attribute Agency. Celine has done some incredible things in the world of e-commerce. We don't really know her exact age, but we know she's under 30 because recently <laughs> she's, she's made the busy business 30 under 30 list. So congratulations on that achievement, Celine. Insane. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I'm, go ahead. I'm 23, by the way. Okay, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Today we're going to talk specifically about influencer marketing because Celine has, uh, as I said, has achieved quite uh, a lot for her age uh, in that regard, uh, in the e-commerce space. Uh, but before we get into it, I have a couple housekeeping items that I wanted to go through with the mastermind quickly. One, I want to make sure everybody got the message. We have a huge upgrade to our uh, mastermind operations uh, in the fact that now everybody can join everybody's tribe call. Uh, so check the details in the latest post. I'll send it here as well in the chat group. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, all the details are right there. So that's one. The second announcement is actually a question, first of all. How many of you guys are using PicFu? Raise your hand if you've used PicFu at least once. I think everyone has <laughs> or like a hundred times actually <laughs> okay okay awesome awesome if you if you haven't and you want a, uh, like a discount code we do have pick in our resources so here's another link for it uh, but the reason I asked you is on Monday 7 p.m Pacific uh, I will make an announcement about a crazy project that I'm working on with another partner uh, which is basically um, a better solution to the problem that pick was trying to solve so like i'm super excited about doing this and this is not an easy project for sure but if you guys decide to join in that call that's going to be just one once in a lifetime opportunity for you to become users at cost to us uh and uh like there's there will as long as you obviously sign up on monday right so stay tuned i'll send an invite uh, and i'll share all the details on monday so that's going to be a live call in our group uh but now let's get back to the reason we all came together today uh, and this is the conversation about influencer marketing with Celine. So Celine, I'll introduce, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself properly, first of all, and then we'll have some questions to go through. Cool. Thank you for the intro. Um, basically I started Vitae when I was 18, four and a half years ago. And, um, I started off with building a community. So we built our brand ambassador program and then slowly we started working with influencers as well. Um, we didn't start running any Facebook ads until I would say properly last year. So before that, it's all kind of like organic um, social media marketing. So influencers building our social media following on Instagram um, and also working with like brand ambassadors. So that's kind of how we grew our brand. Um, about me, I used to swim competitively and I kind of found a problem in the market and I wanted to design something that was functional yet fashionable. So I came up with my own designs and started looking for manufacturers in China. Um, I also went to school there. So that was not too much of like, um, like a hard thing for me to do because I spoke the language. So I think um, that really helped me kickstart my business and my idea as well. Um, but yeah, now here we are four and a half years later. 30, the end of 30. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made it. Thank you. Awesome. 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 Well, Celine, I appreciate the time. Um, we, we, um, we kind of got together as a group and we had some questions that we wanted to ask you. And I know that with your, um, with the agency that you work with as well, I know you've worked with um, some Amazon brands as well. Mostly every single person here has a presence on Amazon. Some people are just getting started, but they have a presence through other e-commerce channels. Um, so I say we just jump right into things here. The first question that we wanted to ask here was, um, how would you go about scaling on an Amazon brand using influencers, but with a limited budget? Um, and then on yeah. top of that, to, to kind of probe, um, in terms of like, how do you budget and calculate the ROI of working with those influencers at the same time? I think that kind of goes into, you know, making sure that you're functional on the front end, laying out all the costs to see if you're going to be able to get a good ROI considering we're working with a lower budget here. Yeah. So for influencer marketing, I wouldn't say that it works for every single product. It really depends on your product. Um, but I know for now, influencer marketing is gearing more towards micro influencers. So influencers that are like probably roughly um, over like 6,000 followers all the way up to like under 50K is like the range that people are working with now. For us, the best converting influencers are within the 50K to 120K range. Um, they're still considered micro. Bigger ones are like 200K, 300K followers. Um, we found that like that range of followers works the best because they're not like too big and they still have a relationship with their followers. Um, when you're starting out with influencer marketing, I would go with influencers that have smaller following. So 6,000 to maybe like 20K. Those usually don't charge and they will accept like free product in exchange for like a post, a story swipe up. Um, if you can set up affiliate code and link on your Amazon um, listing and provide them with that, you have a better way of tracking if their discount codes are getting used. And then you can also incentivize them saying, hey, you get like a percentage of commission um, for all the sales you make. That's kind of how we leverage um, as well. A lot of influencers, they want to charge upfront um, flat fee per post, for example, like 400 bucks a post. We usually negotiate to at least like 50%, like, so let's say 200 bucks, but we'll give you like 10, 20% commission. And we kind of like sell that, hey, you have the unlimited possibility of making actually more revenue um, if you make us more sales. So that's kind of like the, I guess, like the point that we use to help us negotiate. Um, Right now, even though we do a lot of influencer marketing, I would say like the people that we pay are like less than five a month. Um, and we work with like 20 to 50 influencers a month. Um, so I would definitely start smaller. And for, in terms of your product, if you have something that people are loving to share, um, even if it's not something that is easy to share, if you can put a story behind it to make them want to share the product, I think this is like something that you can do, which is like influencer marketing. Like for us, we sell like fitness apparel that people like love wearing it, taking gym selfies and sharing the product. Um, so that really helps us. And um, for example, if you do like home organization and whatnot, people love showing like before and after um, that kind of stuff. Just like make it shareable, even though it's not, I think it will really help. Um, in terms of ROI, we mainly do D to C like that's like 99% of our sales, but um, we use affiliate links and also uh, a discount code. So it's easy to track on Shopify to see how many people like use their discount code. And right away, it'll tell us like 
they generated like 5k in revenue or 20k or whatever so that way we can kind of calculate our roi directly keep in mind though influencer marketing is pretty subjective and it took us like a lot of trial and error to find the right niche of influencers it's not like you send people like 20 products to 20 people and like 19 of them will convert like that's not the case at all like if you can find just like two or three that converts really well within the 20 influencers that you found um that's like a pretty good conversion and also nowadays instagram and other social media platforms are quite saturated with influencers i would say um because everyone's trying to like be an influencer and they like want free products but like they don't really convert that well so it's important to vet through them and make sure the influencer aligns like with your brand values or like the product you're selling it makes sense um yeah cool i'd love to learn a little bit more about uh like the last part that you talked about like how do we know or how do you go about vetting through somebody that to make to ensure that they align with your brand values um when you're and then the other question i have as well so that was question one question two is you know you talk about you know, make that product shareable. Are you telling how people, are you telling your influencers what they should post, how they should post, how they should feature it? Um, or what's the best way of approaching a post if you're paying for it? Yeah. So if you're paying for it, I would definitely come up with like a, an influencer like guideline kind of thing. So we did this for our last, um, last month with our sale. It's like the first time that we did it like more organized and like properly. And we're like, hey, here are some do and don'ts. Like we give them examples um, that we see on, from other brands and whatnot and be like, okay, like if you post a review video telling like, cause we sell clothes, it's really important to tell the right size. So say like, hey, this is my bra size, jean size, height. This is the size I'm wearing, how this fabric feels. Like it's really important to describe the product because people can't see it, feel it or try it on. So we give pointers to influencers and make it sound like, hey, if you cover these points, like it'll actually help you convert better for your discount code, right? It helps them too. Um, in terms of vetting, we, so nowadays there's like fake likes, fake followers, um, engagement groups. Like there's so many of like those out there to help create like fake engagement. So I think it's important to look through the comments. Um, for example, if they're in an engagement group, usually the same group of like girls or guys like comment on this post every single time. So if you just go through like a few posts and see like, oh, it's the same like 50 people that are commenting, then you know like none of those are real because they're just like in an engagement group. Um, right. Likes is a little bit harder. Um, you can buy fake likes and fake like usually comes from like bot accounts. So if you like click on the likes and just kind of like briefly scroll, it will tell you. Um, otherwise back, I think two years ago, I used a tool called hype auditor. Um, they became more expensive and for us now, like we kind of just like, we can look at a profile and like kind of know if they're like authentic or not. But if you're starting out and you do want, you know, that extra help hype auditor, um, does provide pretty good insights. It'll tell you like the percentage of bot accounts they have their real engagement rate. Like it has a pretty good, um, data, I would say. Yeah. Cool. Celine, Pipe Auditor, is that a platform where you can also um, basically vet the influencers and see who you can work with? Yeah, so hypeauditor.com, um, you basically type in their username and it'll tell you their category. Like, are they like, mm -hmm. it'll be like 50% travel and whatever. And then like 30% like food and 20% like fashion. It'll tell you like their category, like percentage of categories of followers, where they're from. 
um, the engagement rate, comments, and all that. Um, obviously, you can also ask the influencer for screenshots of their insight. Um, but yeah, I remember Hype Auditor used to be cheaper. Now it's more expensive. So for us, I was like, like we already kind of know, so it's not like worth it. But if you're starting out, you can like use that. I know, I think they give free trial. Maybe you can try it out to see like how it does. But yeah, that tool is pretty helpful. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. And in terms of paying influencers, uh, Celine, what page structure do you prefer? Like, would you say there's a place for flat fee uh, or do you only do commission? And in what, in what situations do you prefer which? So for anyone that is a micro influencer, we pay commission only and we give them a higher percentage, like 20% commission. Like that's, I think that's fairly high. Um, for bigger influencers, as an example, someone with around 350K followers, um, we were talking to their agency, they blew up on TikTok and they were going to charge us, I think, 3000 USD for like one Instagram post. And then we were able to negotiate to um, 3000 Canadian dollars plus 20% commission for two posts and like 10 stories with swipe up. So like, that's kind of like the negotiation we did. It's kind of trying to sell the commission structure more and be like, hey, you have like more potential of like earning more revenue while commissioned um, if you, you know, post more stories and sometimes they do it for free too like they'll do extra because they know that they'll get commission um everybody like anybody lower than i think around 50k we offer commission only um if someone is really good uh there's a few influencers we work with for like on and off for like two to three years this year we finally signed them on as an exclusive um influencer for us so they cannot promote any other activewear brands um, and we pay them a monthly exclusivity fee plus like 20% commission. And usually that's lower because they influencers, um, like the money they make does fluctuate. Like sometimes they get more brand deals, some months they get like zero, right? And then, so they also want stability. So we were able to build a relationship with people that we've worked with for a few years now. And then we know they convert like all the time. And so we can negotiate like a lower monthly fee plus commissions and just like, have like let's say like one year agreement um so that's kind of what we do that's pretty awesome <laughs> i'd love to learn a little bit more about um and this might be hard to track but like posts versus stories what's more effective i imagine posts are they up for a longer period of time or do most influencers post it for 24 hours take it down um, i know stories last for 24 hours but uh what do you find most effective if, if that's a measurable that you can actually track? Um, I know that people watch stories a bit more now because it's like fast and also Instagram's like algorithm is not the best right now for Instagram posts. Um, I know they're trying to push more Instagram reels videos because they're, they see TikTok as their direct competitor. So they're trying to become more of that. Um, so Instagram story is also like mostly like video. People also obviously post photos, but video is the majority of Instagram stories. And we find that more um, like better for us because they can direct, if they have over 10,000 followers, the followers can just swipe up and like it'll go straight to our website. Versus if you see it in a post, you kind of have to like click on our profile and then go to our link in bio. It's just like more steps versus like, oh, I see like this girl trying this like, legging on and it looks great like i want to shop right now so i just swipe up it's like way easier 
Got also, it. Instagram story is cheaper. So you can negotiate. For example, like the girl was charging 3000 for a post. Like if I didn't want to do any posts, I would have done like $1,000 for like six to eight Instagram stories plus commission. Um, it also converts better. Cool. Yeah. Great point. That's awesome. Celine, you're referring to Instagram pretty much all the time right now. Would you say there's place for uh, YouTube influencers or TikTok influencers? Do you see a raise in that at all? Or what's what's your experience so far with other platforms? Yeah, I think YouTube um, is a very good platform. We're slowly trying to get into it as well. The thing about YouTube is it is quite expensive. Um, YouTube algorithm is way different, right? You can see videos that are from like 10 years ago, still on top of the list of something you search. So that's, that's why like YouTube is very valuable. Um, the retention is way longer. And I know some of my other friends, uh, they, they spend a lot of money on YouTube influencers and like a year and a half, two years down the road, they're still generating revenue from that like affiliate code from like the video was posted two years ago. Um, so YouTube is more expensive, um, different. We're definitely testing it out. For TikTok, I feel like, people really don't like to be sold to on TikTok. They want like organic content. Like they want to see your behind the scenes as a founder. Like for example, a lot of businesses that are like hand sewn, like scrunchie, hand pour candles, like all that is like blowing up on TikTok because it's like you're connecting with your audience from like a founder level. And also your content is organic and people love to see like your story, like how you built it, struggles you have and your day-to-day -day life. Um, I find that for bigger brands on, on TikTok, you can't make the content all about like selling a product. It needs to be doing something fun or relatable to their day-to-day -day life. Um, and then unintentionally like showing the product. Um, I also know for TikTok, if you like put a discount code in the caption and whatnot, it like does like less well, like comparing to Instagram, just because it's not as organic. Um, but yeah, for TikTok, I think if you do want to do the like discount code route or a link in bio, it needs to be a several collabs over like X amount of time. So let's just say like you want to work with them for over three to six months period of time and you're going to work together on like three to five TikToks and slowly like build the connection with their followers. And then like you can plug in your shop link and discount code towards the end of the collab. That's hmm. a really good point. Cool. Um, yeah, I'd love to kind of dive into, I guess, risks with uh, influencer marketing, apart from, you know, obviously the risk that you could lose money on an influencer. Um, what are some other risks that you experienced? Have you ever had any negative backlash from an influencer, uh, specifically the influencer, but also the community or, you know, the following of the influencer? Um, and, or is there anything else that we should be aware of? Yeah. So actually last year during COVID, um we we work with a lot of influencers in quebec and quebec covid cases were really bad last year and we worked with we worked with one of the influencers she there was a scandal i think she um it was during covid and she went traveling um and uh her she has a lot of followers like 250k and some of her followers were were nurses and they messaged her and was like hey like that's like very irresponsible for you. Like frontline workers are like, you know, um, holding up everything at the hospital and you're like out irresponsibly traveling. And then she like gave a really poor answer and was really disrespectful. And she just like 
basically got canceled and we received a lot of dms saying like i can't believe like you work with her like you should not be working with her like blah blah, blah. we haven't worked with her for a long time but these followers were able to found that we did work with her like two three months before all that so like this does happen and you just need to have like a good attitude towards it um and then just like diffuse like just understand like where they're coming from and be like yeah like we understand like we're not working with her anymore like that's kind of how we responded but that does happen and it will happen again and you because you, you don't know the influencer personally and you can't always be guarantee their actions um so yeah that's something to keep in mind awesome and then um I'd love to talk about partnerships and you talked about like, you know, what you, what you love to do. You, you said you locked in an exclusivity deal with one. Uh, what does that process look like? Why is it important? Um, and is there ever a struggle to get somebody as exclusive? Um, yeah, just overall, like locking in a long-term partnership. Cause that's the best way to do it in my eyes, especially if you see such a good ROI from a particular influencer. Yeah. So for this influencer, we, like built a relationship with her over like the course of like two three years like in the beginning it started out with gifting we're just like sending her stuff and she can post or not post like we didn't really ask her for anything just like building the relationship and then um last year like eight to ten months ago we started sending her stuff like regularly every month and we're like hey like you can make 20 percent commission if you share your discount code uh what do you think and then every month she was generating i think eight to eight to 20k in revenue Damn. and she only has 50k followers yeah so this like consistent like she's consistently earning us that amount every month for eight to ten months and i was like okay so like clearly we haven't exhausted her audience even though it's quite small and the thing for her is she's actually like an online personal trainer so she has her own community and that's something i found very valuable is when she has her own community, people like listen to her and can relate to her to see like, like even for skincare, like what do you use for skin? Like they don't just like follow her for like workout. Obviously that's the main thing they do and which works really well for us. Um, so then she's the first person we signed on exclusivity for and we just did a little bit of negotiating back and forth. Like, okay, we'll pay you like 800 bucks a month for exclusivity and then plus the 20% commission that you have been making all these past months. So it's just like a little extra something um it's more so about like having the same value and building a good relationship we actually flew her out here last week um we did a collaboration with her and she her and us designed an entire collection of like fitness apparel um so it would be a collab and we flew her out here did a photo shoot invited her friends and like more yeah. relationship building you know wow. um that's awesome yeah it was it was a lot of work <laughs> last week. probably so worth it though yeah yeah it was worth it that's damn awesome. i didn't even think about that's like going above and beyond Setting yeah so, an influencer. i love that yeah cool that's really good um yeah i mean the other the other portion to that is like the negotiations would you say that's that was fairly hard or you know the fact that you were building all this value all this value all this value was almost like it was a given that was going to happen and she was just like well of course i'll do it um there was a little bit of negotiating back and forth especially with the friends that she invited actually we also work with those friends and one of them is also exclusive with us um she was expensive because she has an agent 
like she like she's under an agency so we actually had to talk to them and then on top of flying them out they were going to charge us a fee for posting and I was like no that's like way too out of our budget I'm like our like the whole point of this is to just fly them out have fun and like have them support their friend right so um it took literally I think like two weeks to negotiate all three of her friends like their rate and like we didn't book the flights till Thursday and they were coming here on Monday so it was really stressful (laughs) um but I think the point is to try and like be in their shoes as well and understand what they want and try to like offer them in a different format like maybe it's not money it's something else um for me, I, I always connect with influencers personally. Like I have all four of their like personal numbers and I text them. And I also know that they're basically their own, like they're basically business owners. Like they're their own brand, right? Yeah. So like I try and be there to help them whenever they need to. Um, like for example, if they want to host a giveaways for their for their followers, they're like, hey, like, do you want to like sponsor like some clothes? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like just tell me what you need. Like I'll do it. So it's all about like making that personal connection and really understanding them. and you know, um, hoping that when it comes to talking about money, they will give you like a price break, which in this case, like they did. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm Celine. I'm, I'm curious to know, um, other than just like Instagram uh, and other, any kind of social platform, is there uh, other ways or strategies that you can, that you use or even platforms like specific websites that host, um, just a, like a pool of influencers that you can contact, or is it pretty much is DMing people. We still do it manually. Um, there's an app, there's a software out there called Grin, but it was like way too expensive for us. Um, for us, it makes more sense to just do it the scrappy way for now um, until like we slowly build more. Um, there are other platforms out there. I think one of them is called like Upfluence and whatnot. But for us, like we have a good strategy going on. Like if you find someone that's like worthwhile contacting, next to the follow button, there's just like an arrow on Instagram and there's like a list of related accounts. Like you can just scroll through and that it's just like, you just go down this rabbit hole and there's like so many influencers out there that you can contact. So um, yeah, we still do it manually. Yeah, I feel like manually, I feel like if you're going on a, on a site like this or most likely people that are definitely going to be wanting paid partnerships, I can assume that. And I can imagine yeah. with, manual work direct it's just more personable at the end of the day and what it sounds like and i know yeah. that uh, andre's a big fan of this but relationships be algorithms at the end of the day here so i think it's yeah. better to just build that partnership on the front end it's only going to yield better results better relationships better partnerships down the road so yeah it is more work definitely like i wish i could automate this but like you don't you don't get the same connection everything is like transactional in the apps right exactly um, yeah versus like right now when we reach out to an influencer we watch their Instagram stories, like reply to them, like follow, like follow their life and see what they're doing. Right. And build that connection with them. I think that's like way more important. Yeah. I really like that explanation you gave us follow their life. How do you actually start that relationship? How do you, when, at what point do you talk about the business basically? Like, do you follow them for a while? Do you send messages, comment on their stories and stuff? And then at some point you're like, Hey, would you be interested? Is that how we approach it? So I recently just hired someone full-time to do influencer marketing before it was like mixed in with our social media manager and she was like overwhelmed but right now we're trying to do it like more organically so like following them for a week liking their posts commenting on them watching their stories replying to their story and then and then like 
we would pop into their DM, be like, hey, uh, like we love your content. We want to work with you. And, and then we, I think it's also important to talk about your brand and what, what you do. So like for us, we're like, hey, like we're from Vancouver, like woman owned, like um, we also care a lot about like self-care and we see that you always um, post about like self-love, self-care content. We think we really align. So you need to be personable when you reach out to the influencer. Yeah, that's awesome. And you, yeah. you do this off, off your own account or do you, do you send those messages through Vitea Pro? We send it through the brand account. Yeah, Vitea Pro. Cool. I feel like we just interrogated you with questions. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like pow, 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 pow. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I think we wanted to take some time. You know, we have quite a few members on here to see if they had any additional questions. Most of these questions were questions that they submitted, but myself, I probed quite a bit. Um, and I'm sure most, some of these guys might have some probing questions as well. So we'll kind of open it up to a live Q and A to see if these guys have any, anything. I have a couple more questions that I'd like to ask as well, but I'll let these guys take the floor first. Yeah. So let's, let's do it more organized way. Uh, if you guys have a question or when you have a question, just click that button on the, on the bottom, right. Where it says raise hand. So like, if you look at my picture right now, you'll see that I raised the hand. Once I see that, I'll be able to unmute you and then you can talk. And then once you're done, I'll see other hands that you've risen and I'll, I'll unmute you. Okay. I'll see the drama is already ready. So we'll, we'll start with drama. Hey, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you like boom, boom, boom. So sure, <laughs> appreciate that. A um, couple, and I start with the easy. What's D2C you mentioned? Um, Direct to consumer. Gotcha. So we don't, okay. don't, so we don't sell on Amazon. I mean, we do now, but um, that's an experiment. But mainly we sell on our own Shopify website. So we only all the customer data and they go through our website and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one. And then, but I think I know the answer. Like, but how do you measure the revenue when you tell them, hey, I'll give you, you know, just like your example, 400 per post, and then we'll do the 50%, like the revenue. Like, do you, is that the revenue from those? uh links like how do they know do you show them the revenue and like hey we made you know 10 grand you know you get x percentage yeah so um on amazon i think you can give them an affiliate link and it should in the dashboard it should tell you like how much revenue their discount code generated but for shopify there's an app we use it's called vwa.la and it's basically a software that allows the influencer to actually log in themselves and see how much revenue they made, which actually really helps them to be motivated. They're like, oh shit, like this month I made 10K and my like commission is this much. It like tells them and also tells us like the dashboard um, for all the, all the influencers we work with so we can see who's performing the best. Um, that's how we track it um, through like Shopify, the discount code. Like let's say they use code Celine 15 for 15% off Shopify like analytics will tell you like, like oh this Celine 15 made like $3000 like it'll tell you Okay and the last one you mentioned about agreements and it sounds like uh is that could be like the you know like the selling point you know how we like work with suppliers hey you know I want to have this business relationship with you we we'll start with one see how it goes and we'll kind of build is that like the same logic you would build with them um like hey this is not like a one-off i want to build a relationship with you maybe you know have you as a face or a brand that type of stuff is that something um let that's how can you approach and 
you know, thinking in terms of like agreements? Is that a, and then do you have like a legal contract you're signing with them? Yeah. So there's two ways to go about this. One is you do it properly and you have um, an agreement and in the agreement, it'll just say like, Hey, like we'll send you products worth like a hundred dollars. And in return, like you agree to post one Instagram post and like three Instagram stories. And then like, you're required to share your discount code, blah, blah, blah. Like you write it in contract and you get them to sign it. We do that. Um, I know a lot of other brands take it the more organic way, which is to build relationship more organically and be like, Hey, we love your page. We just want to send you a free product. Like feel free to share it. Like if you really like it. Um, so you can also go about that way. Um, we just, I've just always done it like more structured. So I am doing this, but I would also like to test out the more organic way. But yeah, usually when we work with them, we work with them one time and see how they perform. Um, and we kind of approach it like, Hey, like if, if our first collaboration goes well, like let's do it again. And then if they do convert well on the first time, we just keep reaching out to them like every single month. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Oops. Vlad, go ahead. Esleen, thank you for coming along and sharing all this. Awesome no worries. Um, so quick question. I'm sorry. I missed uh, some of the, some of the, first part of the meeting um in terms of uh getting influencers for an amazon brand um how would you okay so basically my situation i have an instagram account already for my, for my brand like three thousand subscribers you know some some value you know it's not a brand new account i'm trying to build you know my goal is to have like ambassadors of the brand like you know how you said exclusives uh, and my, my theory is, um, you know, we're first, we're sending them our product they're using. It's like a baking, baking product. Uh, they're using it. So we, and we don't, we don't even ask them to post, you know, just kind of volunteer, voluntary thing. And then, uh, for the ones that we're, we're, um, that are posting a lot, you know, on, voluntarily, we're looking to kind of, um, get them to be an exclusive pretty much and be like, Hey, um, not, not only we're we gonna send you some products, but also, you know, add some commission on top of that. What do you think would be, I mean, first of all, first question, do you think that approach is kind of a viable thing to do? And uh, another thing uh, would be in terms of compensation, what do you think would be a fair um, uh, compensation on top of, you know, uh, for example, having them earning the, signing up with Amazon Associates, we're trying to get, trying to get them to do that, but it might be too difficult for them to, to if they're not familiar mm -hmm. with it or something like that, too much work, you know? Uh, and, you know, besides the Amazon associates, if there's any other commission structure you would suggest for like smaller influencers, you know, five to 10 K maybe followers, something like that. So that's what we're targeting right now. So these people have like five to 10 K followers. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what, that's what I'm trying to do right now. So it's not crazily expensive. You know, it's like you said, uh, somebody has an agent. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like more like a free product. And then, and then if you think there would be, um, uh, reasonable or, or it's too expensive for us because i don't want to pay any anything extra to be honest with you <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to but if it's possible or if it's a if it's a fair thing that's my question i guess is, is from your experience yeah so so for me i think five to ten k followers is like for, for our brand it's quite small but for like keep it keep in mind on our Instagram we have like over 200k followers so it like looks like we're a bigger brand and people are excited mm -hmm. to like work with us and then when we do reach out to them they're like oh my god I only have like 10k followers but they want to work with me um for a lot of our 
so for my agency, for some of our clients, they have smaller following. It is a little bit harder to be like, hey, like, I don't want to pay you, but can you post? But then they only have, you know, like small, like 1000 followers, for example. So it is harder. Um, I would say right now, keep just sending free product. If you can do like a one-time trial first before committing to like a longer term partnership. So okay. for example, like if you see this like woman always creating like great content for you and you think that she would convert well, maybe like ask her like, hey, like, would you want to earn something extra? I know one of my clients, they sell on Amazon tea. They sell tea. And um, instead of doing the, they, they set up the affiliate code, but instead of paying them money, they give them an Amazon gift card. Maybe like that's an easier way. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but like people always use Amazon to buy stuff anyway. So like, it's not like directly money but amazon gift card that can be an option um but i would test out a one-time collab first and see if they do convert well and then you can like think about talking to her and committing to like a longer term partnership if that makes sense yeah uh do you think it's too difficult uh to ask them to sign up for amazon associates and, and, and you know it's beneficial for them hey you're gonna have your own exclusive code you're gonna get commissions just from amazon if people are gonna go there and buy it I know our clients set it up for them because it's so difficult. Okay. So, oh, you yeah. set it up for them, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you make it and I don't know how, cause I've never done it, but our mm-hmm. clients, um, they just set it up. And then like, so when we talk to our clients, we use like an Excel sheet and we're like, okay, this influencer said, yes. Like, can you create a code for them? And then he would go into the back end and do it and then pop the code in there. And then we'll communicate it back to the influencer. That's kind of how we do it. I'm not sure how you would yeah. create the code in the back end. You know, if they like in somewhere to, you know, where is the commission going to be deposited to them? <laughs> so for that client specifically, he, he gives them an Amazon gift card. Otherwise you can do PayPal. Like we use PayPal to give the commission back to the influencer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. No worries. Nick, I think you were next. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, everybody hear me okay yeah okay um i've got a couple of friends slash mentors their sisters they've got a purely shopify business and they've built it on influencers that said their product is it's direct to consumer so they don't have amazon eating a huge chunk of their revenue like i do Mm -hmm. plus their margins are pretty astronomical i mean for what cost them ten dollars they'll sell for six just because their designs are good and their marketing's good. So meanwhile, I'm selling basically a single product on Amazon for about 15 bucks of which Amazon gets over 30%. Um, yeah. So do you think, I mean, is in, do you think there's a place where influencer marketing probably isn't cost effective or do you think there's room for it in anything? Very good question, actually. Uh, to be honest with you. So for my brand, our average order value is 140 so so it's high right like for example if i just send a pair of leggings and a sports bra to an influencer and even if i have to pay her like 50 bucks like usually like we don't pay so then even if she just makes one sale i like make money it covers my costs and it covers my shipping to ship to her and i like make some and i can give her commission so like Yes, there, there is a point where it's, it's like harder for you to be able to pick out a percentage to give as commission and to, you know, send out the product and to pay for shipping. Like you need to do some math and think like if it's worth it, if your product is sitting at like 15 bucks for like MSRP, I wouldn't even bother 
paying any influencers like at all just like send it out for free product if they post great if they don't like whatever you lose out on product like at cost um so that's my take on it okay yeah thank you brian you go next cool um heard conversion rate quite a few times is there a specific metric that you look at in order to like hey i want to continue with this um influencer moving forward or it just really depends on their audience size it's really hard to track conversion rate because honestly it can come from anywhere like instagram doesn't track everything neither does like google analytics and also a lot of times when they're posting on their account you need to like access their insights which is not always like convenient because maybe they just don't reply you they don't want to share it or something so it's really hard um but yeah the app we use vwa.la does a pretty good job it tells you like how many leads how many sales and you can kind of do the conversion rate i think right now it's on average sitting about like four four percent four to six percent um through vwa.la but keep in mind a lot of people don't click the link and they just go to Google and then search our brand and then type in the discount code. Then like, there's no way of tracking that. Um, For us, rule of thumb is if they're ROI positive, like we want to continue working with you. If they're not ROI positive, the only other way we would work with them is if they have really good content. Like if we can reuse, repurpose that content in our Facebook ads, email marketing, social media, or whatever other marketing channel, then we'll work with them purely because of content and that their content sells the product. Otherwise, like we won't continue sending them stuff because that's cost on our end too, even though we don't pay them. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's the only question I had. What it sounds like is anything that can get you a positive ROI, whether that be revenue or positive ROI, even from things that you can repurpose. So I like that. I like that. Actually, I had one, one more question. You had yeah. chatted around, you know, when uh, being smaller, for example, Vlad only having 3,000 compared to you having 200,000, harder to attract people. Um, uh, harder to attract people into giving, even them giving them free product or sharing their posts. When you guys were small, were you guys doing influencer engagement? And if so, what were some of the things that helped you work through those challenges? Um, yeah, when we, I think we started influencer marketing when we were around 3000 followers as well. And what really helped us was to like I said, like be a bit more organic and really building that relationship, like, yeah. you know, like following them, commenting, interacting with them and liking their product, sorry, their posts um, and whatnot. And then like chatting with them and then be like, Hey, like, if you're interested, like we would want to like give you some items. Um, if your cost is low and you can, I would probably, you can do gifting first. So you can just gift them product, no obligation to post and whatnot. Just be like, Hey, we love your page and we love what you stand for. We want to support you. And like, we want you to try out this product and tell me your feedback and you can take that route. And then, you know, you obviously have a tracking number and you can see if they received it. It's important to follow up and be like, Hey, like we saw you got your package. Like, how do you like it? Like we would love some feedback. Like we're a small business, just play the small business card. And then people yeah. love to support small business and they can relate to you more. And then if they're like, yeah, I love the product. Like they'll probably share organically. And if not, you can be like, Oh, like, you know, like we, we would love if you share on your story, if they do, then you can go back to them and work with them again and then propose like commission or whatever, or, Hey, we want to send you another product. Cool. Yeah. I like the small business card. I used to do that as a salesperson in corporate. Yeah. I used to always say that I'm a new salesperson and it worked every single time. Yeah. Cause they feel for <laughs> you. Similar. Exactly. Yeah. They feel the pain. I like that. Yeah. Agreed. Austin, the space is yours. 
Perfect. Thank you for all of that, Celine. Um, question in regards to Instagram, what are your top tips on building your followers? Like you said, the more followers you have, the more kind of brand authority you have. So what would be some tips um, for us to grow ours? Yeah. Uh, for us, right from the beginning, we started running a lot of giveaways, um, whether it's like on your own page or collaborating with an influencer or collaborating with another brand. It's like really important. That's still now how we build our following um, is like doing giveaways. So like s simple rules, like follow our page, tag a friend in the comments, more tag equals more entries. That way you like grow your page. Um, when, when you do run a giveaway, you can also promote the post via ad manager, like boost the post so that you reach to like new audience and wider audience and build your page that way. Um, but collaborating with other similar smaller brands really help. So for example, if you, I don't know, sell uh, skincare, you can collaborate with someone that sells like hair product, like as an example, like another brand that's similar following. Um, and then that way you kind of both grow your audience and get new audience that way. Yeah, giveaways are super effective. Cool. Yeah, I love that approach. Nick, you're next again. Oh, he's on mute. Sorry. Um, actually, to follow up with my previous question, my friends, the Swissers who are big on influencing, their, their, their market and their audience is them, moms with mm -hmm. younger kids. My <laughs> yeah, audience that, is that also too. pretty much moms, but I, I've always, my biggest concern has always been how much authenticity do, they want, do the influencers expect or the be? Because I'm going to be re reaching out to these mom influencers and I am very obviously not a mother. <laughs> so uh, that's always kind of been a hang up for me. And mm -hmm. I'm assuming your, your brand is also, been, I mean, it's, you've said it yourself. It was basically a product you did for you or an improvement of something you were already into. So how would you uh, bridge the gender gap? I guess that's kind of a loaded question, but. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess it's a little bit easier for me because I, I mean, like on social media, when I type and speak, it's like completely different than me in person. So I like did have to kind of learn the lingo and like talk the talk. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know, like if you are able to do that and just kind of like, I guess like sound more. Okay, so here's my tip. When you talk as a brand and type as a brand, think of your brand as a person and you're like speaking as that person and not you. Like that was the hardest thing for me to do because like when I talk, I'm just like straightforward. I don't use like any like emojis and whatever. But like right, as right. a brand, you need to think of your brand as a person and you kind of need to like step out of yourself and go there and be like, okay, I need to talk like this now. So it's, you kind of have to like make that switch when you're like replying to comments, like posting something on Instagram story talking to influencers, replying to an email. Yeah, that's really important. Um, otherwise, I know a lot of VAs are like really good. Um, you can hire online for like a pretty reasonable rate, like hourly. And some of them have social media experience, reaching out to influencers and whatnot. Like I'm sure that they can also like learn lingo and talk more, I guess, feminine and like mommy, like <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Any other questions you guys have? Yeah, I see Jesse. Jesse, go ahead. Hey, Celine. Uh, yeah, just got a question about um, 
does the majority of your revenue come from influencer marketing? And then the second part is um, how much of that translates into like email subscribers? And what are your thoughts on like, you know, email marketing nowadays? Great question. Um, so I did the math last month and our ambassadors make up roughly between 50 to 70% of our revenue and influencers make up about like 20 to four, like 20 to 40, depending on the month. Um, and then what I always tell people is I think marketing is a collective effort. So for example, some, we reach out to an influencer and let's just say you follow him and then you somehow went on our website and subscribed to our email list, but then you kind of forgot about us. And then like two weeks down the road, you received like a welcome email from us saying like, Hey, don't forget about us. This is what we're about. This is what we sell. This is who we are. Here's a 10% off code. And you're like, Oh shit. I remember this brand. Let me, let me buy this product. So then now Clavio, we use Clavio for email marketing. Clavio will kind of take that attribution and be like, okay, this is my sale. But I always think that marketing is a collective effort. Like we do a lot of email marketing. We do a lot of SMS marketing. Um, we also do Facebook ads for retargeting that re works really well for email marketing. Everyone should do it, especially if you're on Amazon, you don't get any customer data. You should like think of all the ways you can to collect email, whether that's through your, I guess, insert card review funnel or um, gathering it on social media and having your own Shopify site. Um, I think it's really important into making that like connection with your, with your customers and knowing who they are. And yeah, the, the most important email flows for email marketing is the welcome flow, um, abandon cart flow and thank you flow for if you have Shopify for Amazon, I think there's like other different ones. Like the review funnel is really important. Um, but yeah, we had the welcome flow first just to kind of tell people who we are, what we do, the abandoned cart flow when they add to cart forgot to check out, like we have a few five to seven emails set up automatically goes out and, you know, try to convert them. The thank you email is I think the most important one because they just bought your product and like the open rate is insanely high, like 50 to 70% open rate because they just bought your product. Like they're going to open your email because they think it's like about the product. And this is like your time to either like upsell them on something or add them to like a private Facebook group where you build a community. Um, but email marketing is really important and SMS marketing is equally important. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. To, to add to that, uh, and it's, it's interesting that uh, my wife Vera recently bought one of the sets from Bute and she's like, this is the only text message I opened from a business. <laughs> and I know that Flavio kind of syncs and you can build dependency between emails and text. For example, if somebody doesn't open email too long, you can send a text and it's, it's all yeah. automated, which is pretty cool. But from your experience, have you had any pushback in terms of sending text messages? Because I know some people don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a new thing. And um, it might be the app I use. So I don't use Clavio for SMS yet because when I did start SMS marketing, Clavio's SMS was like really, really basic and it did like nothing. Um, so I'm with Retention Rocket and we're switching to PostScript um, hopefully this month or next month. But um, PostScript is like basically the Clavio of SMS. A lot of segmenting you can do. Um, it also syncs with Clavio. So let's say like they open the email about the abandoned car, like they don't get a text. So they're not like double getting the same message. 
Um, I do see a very high unsubscribe rate for text just because people feel like intruded. Like, when did I sign up for this? So you, you need to make it very obvious like when they signed up and you need to tell them like, hey, you are subscribing to receiving text, like marketing text from us. Um, another way growing our SMS list is by running giveaways. So you can run giveaways, obviously to grow your Instagram page, but also to collect email lists and SMS lists. And then we'd like make it clear like, hey, like sign up for a VIP text club. You get like early access, exclusive deals or extra discount. And like, you have to give people incentive to sign up. Um, SMS open rate though is 99% and like very fast. Like people get a text, they pretty much like open right away. So we do see a very high conversion rate. And for SMS, the abandoned cart works really well. We set it to send out a text like two hours after they abandon their cart and they, they get a text like, hey, did you forget about me? <laughs> and then here's a link. Um, so people love that. And for us, uh, I guess a tip as well is to kind of set up your SMS tone of voice more humane less like a robot I almost like I made a fake name I said like hey this is Jessica like I saw that you left this in your cart like do you have any sizing questions um like drop them here I'll text you back and then people actually do ask like sizing questions because that's one of the main things about like buying clothes online right so um we can respond within the software and then like it's we cert like we use it almost like as customer service and people love that especially for our audience they're always on their phone and they're not like on their email, like emailing back and forth. They're just like texting you like, hey, like what size should I be? Or like, when will this arrive? It really helps with our customer retention. Yeah, that's incredible. Paula, you're next. Lynn, thank you a lot. I wanted to ask no you about reaching out through email to influencers. So we're doing that now. And we're mm -hmm. getting a lot of our emails into spam. It turned out mm. the influencer store they found it in the uh, spam folder. So if you have tried it, what should we avoid? Because we're sending like we have a VA that does it. She sends like I don't know tens of different emails per day. Maybe it's the wording in the email, or maybe it's the amount. But what's your take on that, please? Hmm. Um. What is the, what is like the email? Is it like hello at whatever, or is it like a name? Like wh what's the one, the thing in the front? Yeah, it's something like, send out? hey, would you like to collaborate or something with a, we sell like barbecue cleaners. So like, would you yeah. like to collaborate with like barbecue products, brands, something like that. But we do use links in the first email. Maybe that's the problem I'm thinking about it now to Amazon, to our storefront. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so for our emails, it's plain text. And uh, the email we send out is like something, it's not like Celine at vtapro.com. It's like contact at vtapro.com. So it looks a little bit more like legit, kind of like customer service almost. Um, so maybe, I don't know like what the thing is in, in the front. Like, is it like PR at whatever, or like hello at customer service at, you know? So maybe pick something that's a little bit more like seem more legit and then use plain text. And I think keep it short for the first email. Um, what we always do is we do email and DM, like all, always we do both for every single person because we also have issues where sometimes Google or Yahoo just flags it as spam, but at least they see it in the DMs. Um, and then if they don't see it in the DM, sometimes we'll comment as well and be like, hey, like we'd love to work with you. Like check your DM. Like if we really, really are desperate, we would do that. Um, but most of the time we keep it organic, just interact with their posts, um, interact with their stories, and then send them a DM and send them an email. 
in the DM, you could be like, hey, we sent you an email. Um, so the DM, you can keep it short and sweet um, and then just redirect them to email. Or you can summarize what you said in the email and resend it through DM as well. All right, thank you all very much. No worries. No, Roman, did you have another question or not anymore? No, I think it's more around, I'm thinking, um, does that matter when you like, like physically send an email versus it go through like a funnel, automated funnel, right? Like I'm thinking is, is that, is like Google smart enough to catch that? Maybe that's what's doing that, right? Versus you just type in 10 emails yeah. or you kind of put it through the funnel. Yeah. So all the emails we send through are like manual. Like we, we I mean, we have the same, like the same kind of template every email, but we switch something out to make it more personalized. Like, Hey, we, I don't know, recently saw that you're back into the gym. Like we think we would like love to work with you or whatever, something a little personal. And then the general template is pretty much the same, but yeah, we, we type it out like manually, like not through Clavio or automatic emails. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah I love advice. Anything I've been doing outside of standard templates anything that would be specifically catered to that person I'm trying to reach works like magic. They can see it, they can feel the care, right? So yeah, it goes a long way. If nobody else has any questions for the last minute, I'll have one to Celine. So cool. the last chance guys. <laughs> Nobody, cool. Celine, what's, what's the best book you read recently that would be directly impactful for an e-commerce entrepreneur? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Recently, I've been reading a lot of team building books because we're growing and we just did a huge hiring round. So that's like what I've been reading. But I think for e-com, um, there was this book I read. What's it called? Um, I still think this is applicable, even though you're not growing. It's called Who Not How. Uh, it's about how to make your life more efficient and who to hire to help to make your life more efficient. Yeah, you have it too. I see it. Yeah, I read that book. Love it. Um, it's short too. Like the letters are huge in each page. So you feel like you read a lot, but you really didn't. Um, and then I think that it's applicable for people in any state of business. Like in the beginning, I wish I hired a VA like earlier, but I didn't. I like did everything myself. Um, so I think it's important to make your life more efficient and work on something like you are really good at instead of trying to like scratch your head out and like work through it. You can easily hire a VA to do it for you. Yeah, 100% agreed. Well, yeah. from, from the EBV mastermind, I want to thank you for your time and sharing all the knowledge. And I want once again to commend you for not only achieving all this, all those achievements and awards and building such an amazing business, but also being willing to share what you learned as you were building that business. It's, yeah, it's very much appreciated. You're always welcome no to worries. join us in any capacity and you can always rely on us to support your businesses as well. Thanks, Lane. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. Bye.